In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Why, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jake Johnson, and you're watching Untethered Live, and this is the deep end on a monday night it's bible study and we're gonna go off the edge together you and me we're gonna go out into the wild blue yonder into the great unknown into the deep into the abyss into the abuso into the <gasps> i don't know what i'm doing here places and you're coming with me i'm gonna leave my brain jump across to my screen dig my way through my camera run across the internet down the wires and into your house and through your speakers and out and right down your ear holes. It's kind of gross when you think about it, but that's what we're doing. Yeah. You shared it out. Good deal. What's up, Show Me Sasquatch? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Hey, there's our Kevin Cox. I'm here, Jake. It's April. I'll be on my account in a second, okay? Kevin is driving from the jail, so he will hop on soon. Well, if you're going to be around jail, driving away from it is the way you want to be. I'm sure of that. I've been there before. How is everybody? It's a beautiful, beautiful Monday night. It's been a long day. And you almost didn't get me tonight because my Mac showed up today and I've been in there tinkering with it all afternoon. I'm excited. I'm playing with it. Maybe Wednesday we'll have a live stream from the Mac. See, here's the thing. All of this is on a Windows machine, and it's all automated, and it's all run by hundreds of pieces of software working in tandem together to function. Now I've got to get all that stuff and find the Mac version of it and install it on that machine and then take all of this and put it over there. So it's a little bit complicated, but we're getting there, slowly but surely. And so far, so good. I'm very excited to do a live stream from the Mac. You might get one Tuesday night, I don't know. Depends on how soon I get it all done. Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. I hope you're happy. We're going to do some Bible study tonight. Last night, er, last night we left off at 25.1. That's chapter 25, verse 1, in the great, awesome, powerful, a little bit confusing book of Genesis. And that's where we're going to pick up today. I'm excited. I hope you are. Man, I can't tell you how tickled I was to see that big old box come in this morning right before I had to leave for work. So I got to take the box in the house and set it down and then leave. So I had to think about it all day today. Like, man, I can't wait to get home. Then I had to stay late because we were working on something that needed to be fixed. But I finally got here after I had to stop and get some dinner and then get on to the house. And then I got it all set up. Speakers and the keyboard and the mouse and the monitors and the blah, blah, blah. And the, got my desk situated, got my chair in there. And then I had to take all that and put it back in here so I could do my stream. But, you know, 
one thing at a time. I'll be on it for the rest of the night, I would imagine. Tomorrow at work is going to be one of those kind of days. You know what I mean? I'm glad you made it. Yeah. Anyway, as you can tell, I'm tickled to death. So uh, don't let me talk too much about it. What are you guys up to? What's going on in your neck of the woods? How's life treating you? Not enough about me. Let's talk about you. Show me. What have you been doing today? Anything special? Anything particular? I found a chicken. A chicken of the woods. A fungus today. Gonna eat it for supper. What's the matter with you? Eat mushrooms like everybody else. Life is good when you know the Lord. Well, that's true. That is true. You ever uh, hiking in the woods? Yeah, you should told me you did a lot of hiking. You're in way better shape than I am. If I tried to hike, I would die. And it wouldn't be because an animal ate me. It'd be because I couldn't make it. I would just give up and hand myself over to the bear. Here you go. Take me. I can't do it. <laughs> can't make it back. I'm a forager. Well, that's a pretty smart thing. It's good to be that. It's good to have those skills. You'd be surprised how many people don't have those skills. They don't know what they can eat and what they can't eat. If you know, that's fantastic. I have all kinds of little things growing in my yard, little berries and uh, some of them are edible. Some of them are not. I don't know what they are. I know. I know some of them. You know, I got like a like a muscadines. You can eat those, and blackberries. You can eat those. But there's some that kind of look like a little tiny pumpkins. I don't know if you can eat those. And there's mushrooms in my yard too. And I had a friend over one time, and he just bent over, picked one up, and started chewing on it. I was like, "What the hell's wrong with you, man?" He goes, "Well, it could go one of three ways. It could kill me. I'll trip balls, or it'll be a good, delicious, nutritious snack." Either way, I'm happy with it. I said, okay. <laughs> April says, hello, show me Sasquatch. How are you? And Sasquatch says, I sleep in a hammock. I have a hammock. I have yet to sleep in it, but I have laid in it for a while. Love and life, says show me. Y'all are hilarious. Yes. Yes, that's why you keep coming back, because we're funny as hell. 350 pounds of wild mushrooms last year. Not as many this year because of the drought. I made 14 blackberry cobblers this year. Wow. I didn't even eat a blackberry cobbler this year. We have gooseberries here too. Sweet. I got lots of little things. I could go out and eat in my yard if I had to, you know. But, uh. I don't know what all those things are. I don't know what a chicken of the woods is. I'm assuming a mushroom. A spring that weighed 60 pounds. Wow. You ought to be able to sell that for some metal. Scrap metal. Anyway, 
Um, I do have my Mac. It isn't set up, but it is not completely uh, updated yet. I've got to do all the installing and, you know, it's about three days worth of work. I imagine I'm going to get most of it done tonight, though. Setting up, you know, getting settings set just right and tinkering and getting everything like I want it and, you know, take a while. But uh, that's what I live for. I'm good at, good at that sort of thing. So I'm happy about it. I'm happy to have a machine that can actually function for what I need it to do. It's pretty fantastic. Thank you guys for that. And uh, we're going to see if we can't make it worth it tonight. Blackberries are the number one antioxidants. Yeah, I know they're good for you. And we have some growing in my backyard here. I did 23andMe for my sister because my dad's deed and I have no prosecutor, persecutors, precursors for any diseases. Can't hardly read this little text. That'll be that's a thing of the past. That's what I heard. Anything bitter, right? Eh, if it tastes good, it's usually not good for you. But that's a usually kind of thing. Some things are good for you. Like they say sugar is a poison, but cane sugar is not poison. It's actually good for you if you eat it in moderation. High fructose corn syrup, on the other hand, that's poison. They handle that with radioactive suits on and tongs and hold it out here like that. Yep, you cook it and fry it just like chicken. It's better than chicken. Eh. You'd have to prove that to me. I'm a pretty good chicken fan. I like the way you read the scripture. Easy to understand. Thank you, I try. Believe me when I tell you that it's not me. I can't read a book like that. I can't read the internet like that. I can only read the Bible like that, and it's only because the Lord's working through me. I promise, it's not me. But thank you for the compliment. Me too. Show me. Show me that it tastes better than chicken. I'm not eating a mushroom and thinking it's better than chicken. I don't see that happening. But you could be right. And you might be. I've never had it. I can't argue that fact. I'm not a big fan of mushrooms anyway. I have eaten like portobello mushrooms, but not very many. Uh... One time I ate some shrooms, but I don't think that was supposed to taste good. And for about five minutes, I felt like I could run around the world, and that was it. No visions, no hallucinations, none of that. No, Jake, I'm sorry. I was agreeing with Show Me Sasquatch about liking the way you read scriptures. Oh, I got you. Me too, show me. Oh, I see. Uh, I thought you said me too, comma, show me. Uh, I misread that. Uh, my bad. Because I had just said you're going to have to show me about the mushrooms. So I thought you were agreeing with one thing, but you were agreeing with another thing. But the agreement is what matters, and we got it. All right. We're back on track. About two more minutes, and we'll get started. Got to wait for everybody to show up. Everybody who's going to show up, that is. I'll burn one more while I'm waiting. The Holy Spirit, that's right. He does the heavy lifting around here. I'm just a mouthpiece with a nice microphone. Thank you. 
and I'm very grateful. Mm, got something in my teeth. I think I got it. Piece of lettuce or something. I had a hamburger tonight. Big old fat one about that big. Double cheeseburger. Sometimes you just got to eat some meat. I'm all for vegetarianism, but, you know, I've never seen a cave painting of a salad. You know what I'm saying? They're great for your body and they filter your blood. Interesting. Got a floss. I don't even have teeth. What are you talking about? <laughs> You got to have teeth in order to floss them. I've taken psilocybin trip a few times. I've only done it once and it wasn't very powerful. I don't think I ate enough of them. Like I said, I felt like I could run around the world for a minute or two, but that was about it. I just felt energetic. Maybe colors were a little brighter, but that's all. I want to have one of those experiences like Joe Rogan talks about where he talks to dolphins in the sky and stuff, you know, little trolls, mechanical trolls. I want to see that. Decades ago. I understand that it's quite enlightening. And uh, I'm a firm believer that if God put it here, you should probably experiment with it. That's why it's here. And God did say, you can touch all that. Just leave this one thing alone. And it ain't a tree, so, you know. I'm sorry, Jake. I'm lull so hard right now. Who, who, who's this typing? If this is April, then I understand. If this is Kevin, watch your mouth. And I love you, too. I'm sorry, Jake. I'm lull so hard right now. I love you. Let me read that in a way that you, you can see it how I'm seeing it. I'm sorry, Jake. I'm <laughs> so hard right now. You know I love you. You hear how I'm reading that? I'm just saying. I know what you mean. You're laughing really hard right now, but that is not what that looks like. Hilarious. Sometimes I kill myself. All right. Let's get serious. Shut up. <laughs> let's go down, shall we? <laughs> I rushed to get it here, so I haven't set up my book yet. So give me just a second. Let me get it going. Won't take but just a second. And there we go. It's all set up. There it is. Sub-April number 8. Caucasian is live, too. That's funny. Yep, he's he's live, too. All right, here we go. 
If you want to follow along, crack your Bibles open. That's the King James Version Bible to the great book of Genesis. It's the first book, chapter 25, verse 1. And it reads, Then again, Abram, Abraham took his wife, and her name was Keturah. So, you know, he's making babies. And she bare him Zimran, and Jokshan, and Medan, and Midian, and Ishbak, and Shua. And Jokshan begat Sheba, and Sidan, or sorry, Didan. And the sons of Didan were Asarim, Lethushim, and Lemumim, Leum, Leumim, Leumim, Leumim. And the sons of Midian, Ephah, and Epher, and Hanak, and Abadiah, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, his son. Naturally, that's what fathers do. They give what they've got to their kids. But unto the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. So, you know, he has his wife and then his side chicks. And all his side chicks had babies. And he gave them $100 and said, y'all go live over there. I'll pay child support. But this is my son from my wife. To him, I will give everything that I have. And he can pay your child support. I'm out of here. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived in hundred three score and 15 years. That is a hundred and sixty, seventy-five years. A hundred and seventy-five years he lived. Then Abraham gave up the ghost, and he died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah. Remember the field where they bought from Ephron? The son of Zohar, the Hittite? That's where he buried his dad, in that same field that his wife was buried in. You want to know where Abraham's buried? That's where he's buried. Did that exist, paying child support in those times? No, I was being silly. He was giving them gifts. He was paying them in some manner. I would imagine he gave them goats and probably fed them or kept them in a house somewhere away from his kid. But his son, Isaac, was the, the, the big guy. The point I was making is that his son with his wife is the one he considers his heir. And all the other kids are just incidental. They're just there. And he's paying so that they know that he's their dad. But he ain't putting up the time with them that he's putting with Isaac. He didn't even take care of Ishmael. He just sent him and his mom off with a bottle of water and said, be gone with you. But God took care of them, so it's okay. A little crass for Abraham, but God, had, he was on the case. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm an airhead. Don't worry about it, honey. You're not an airhead. You just think very deeply and, you know, the wisest stuff don't come out of your mouth. It's all in your head. It's okay. I'm with you.
the field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth. There was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife in the same place. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. And Isaac dwelt by the well Lahari, 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 Lahari. He dealt. He dwelt by the well Leroy. Now, these are the generations of Ishmael. This is a signature. This book or this portion of the book was written by Ishmael, the son of Abraham, the one who would go on to start the Muslim religion, and through him, through his seed, that religion would spread, becoming one of the world's biggest religions. And he says. Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names, according to their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, 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 and Kedar, and Adbeel, and Mibsam, and Mishma, and Duma and Masa, and Hadar, and Tima, and Jetur, and Nafish, and Kadima. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations, as twelve sons of Ishmael. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, and hundred and thirty and seven years. And he gave up the ghost and died, and he gathered unto his people. He was gathered unto his people. In other words, they took up the body and brought him. He's probably buried somewhere near Mecca. That place was chosen for a reason. I just don't know what the reason was. But I would assume it had something to do with where he was buried. Who knows? Anyway, that's an opinion. You do with that as you will. And they dwelt from Havilah unto Sur, that is before Egypt, and thou goest towards Assyria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian, from Padanam, Padanaram, Padanaram, the sister of of Laban, the Syrian. Mecca is the of Babylon. It's something. Babylon is what modern-day Iraq is. It's in that area. In fact, Saddam Hussein was getting ready to rebuild the tower there, and he even started collecting bricks. And instead of Nebuchadnezzar's name being on the bricks, he was putting Saddam Hussein on the bricks with Nebuchadnezzar's face. And so he was planning to rebuild that temple before he got killed. It never happened. And also, right after that, these other groups of people came in and tore down all of these ancient monuments. I don't know if you remember that in the news. They were looting museums and destroying ancient buildings that have been there for thousands of years that are no longer there. We only have pictures of them now, some of them. Uh, it's because they didn't want that religion to be restarted. And that's what Saddam Hussein was planning to do. 
That's something you don't hear about in the news, but you can put the pieces together if you know a little bit about that area. <laughs> Mecca is not in Iraq. It's somewhere else. I can't remember exactly where it is. Do you break these rivers is running dry with the fallen angels be released? Do I think that if the rivers run dry, the fallen angels will be released? And yes, they were destroying our history. But they were doing it so that nobody could redo what Saddam Hussein was getting ready to redo. So they couldn't retrace his steps. That's why they did that. To erase that religion off the face of the earth. And yes, I do believe that at some point those fallen angels will be released. They are held captive underground at the moment under the river Euphrates. But at some point, they will be released. I don't know when that is exactly. It has to do with the end times and the tribulation and all that. But I don't think it's yet. I think it's close, though. We're probably right there near it. Let me get on with the reading. I don't know what the W dot 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 is. West? Worst? Wicked? I don't know. Mecca is the something of Babylon. Watch. It may very well be, but I don't know what word you're trying to say there. Be more specific. Mecca is in Saudi Arabia. Okay, well that makes sense. I know it's somewhere in that area. I'm just not exactly sure right where it is. But anyway, Arabia is over to the west of Egypt. I mean, to the east of Egypt. You got Egypt here, and then you got the big river that runs down. And then on that side, there's a mountain range. And on the other side of that mountain range is the corner of Arabia. It's a very complicated map to remember in my head. But some of those areas I got, you know, like Turkey is above that and Jerusalem is in between Turkey and Egypt, somewhere in there. The That whole area up on this side of the Jordan River is the Canaan, uh, Valley of Canaan, or the land of Canaan. Yeah, I know it is going dry, but it ain't going dry yet. It's, it's just lower than it's ever been before. But it may go dry, and when it does, it'll be bad. All right. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. He asked the Lord, bless his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived, much like his father's wife was barren and then conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord herself, because apparently it wasn't good enough what Isaac told her. She had to go find out for herself. Basically, she's got two boys in her belly, and they've been fighting since they were conceived, and they'll fight right on to their old men. <clears throat> I'll explain my theory to you sometime. Please do. Maybe in the Q&A. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb. Both of your sons are going to grow up to inherit or to create nations of people. 
That would be Jacob and Esau, by the way. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. Now, they're twins, by the way. They're in the belly together. Which means the elder is only elder by a couple minutes as he's being pulled out. Matter of fact, in those days when they had a double birth like that, the first baby they pulled out, they would tie a ribbon around his foot so they didn't know which one is the oldest until they get used to him and know who's who. What's up? What's truth? Welcome to the show. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, as they were. And the first came out red, all over, like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. This child was born with a body full of hair, bright red, ruddy-complected hair. Now you think about that for a minute. You ever seen those pictures of the wolf man, the guy that's got that disease where hair grows all over his body? That's what Esau had. He was a woolly mammoth from the day he was born. And they called his name Esau, which means from the red. And after that came out his brother. And his hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare him. That means he was 60. What's up, Caucasian Sasquatch? You're not late. You're just fashionably on time. And the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man and dwelt in tents. He was a mama's boy is what that means. He liked to stay close to mama in the tent where it's nice and safe and cool and there ain't a whole lot of work going on. An abstract look. What's happening, buddy? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. MVTV. You tell him, Jake. Thank you, sir. Howdy do. Hello, everybody. Come on in. Take your shoes off. Set a spell. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob because she he was a mama's boy. And Esau was hairy ugh, and smelly. But he brought in the bacon, you know what I'm saying? That's a good man. He brings home the food. What did Jacob ever bring home? A nation. But, but that was when he was grown. Anyway, the story that we're about to embark on, I don't want you to take the wrong way because it may look like Jacob cheats Esau out of his inheritance. And that is very well what happens. But... It is not Jacob's doing. It was his mother's doing. She cheated Esau out of his inheritance. And this is what God had in mind in the first place. So it went that way. Anyway. Show me my rights. What's up? Welcome to the show. I almost didn't see you there because we got to show me Sasquatch. But welcome. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. He's tired. He's been out all day working his butt off. He's exhausted. 
And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage or porridge, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Edom is a uh, loosely translated uh, uh, bossy, whatever. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Now I want you to think about this. Esau came in from the field, tired, sweaty, and he says, Hey, I see you got a bowl of soup there. How about give me some food? I'm hungry. And Jacob said, I'll sell it to you. That's typical brother stuff. Well, what they're talking about selling is his birthright. That's all he has. Well, what's his birthright? His birthright is everything that Isaac will leave him as an inheritance. That's his birthright. He's the firstborn son. He gets everything, or the majority of everything. And whether this is a little duplicitous or uh, sibling rivalry or not, a deal is a deal. You know what I'm saying? And when Jacob said, I'll sell it to you, Esau said, I could care less about what I don't have in my hand. You can have it. Give me the soup. I'm hungry. Thereby selling his birthright for a bowl of soup. That is very disrespectful to an inheritance, by the way, and God didn't like it. This is why Jacob ended up with the inheritance and not Esau. So when you were reading a little bit later on when Esau is destitute and whining about how he was cheated out of his inheritance, know that he sold it first. He had no respect for it from the get-go. That's why he lost it. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Therefore, a deal is a deal. You don't back out on a deal. You're a man. You deal with what you say you're going to do. Your word is your gold. It is your bond. When you say you're going to do it, you do it. And that's what Jacob is held to, and that's what Esau is held to. What good is my birthright ever going to do me, says Esau, who hasn't received it yet? Then Jacob gave Esau bread and porridge of lentils, or little peas, whatever. Jake, I like the shirt. Thank you. Appreciate it. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright, meaning he didn't care about it at all. It meant nothing to him. He had no respect for what Isaac was going to leave him, which is all of Isaac's belongings and his blessing and all that. Maybe it was youth. Maybe it was duplicitous. But a deal is a deal. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. as a second famine. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee... And unto thy seed will I give all these countries, and I will 
perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. How many? All of them. That's us too. It's all nations. Blessed because of Isaac, because of Abraham. Because of Jacob. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice. Why is the world blessed? Because Abraham obeyed his voice. This is three generations after Abraham. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because one man obeyed God. What does that tell you about how you should fare with God? You should obey everything he tells you. Because it has consequences that lead down generations. Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. That's why the world was blessed because of him. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife. And he said, Ah, you guessed it. She is my sister. For he feared to say, She is my wife, lest he said, The men of the place should kill me for Rebekah. I guess the apple don't fall far from the tree, if you know what I'm saying. That's the very same prank his daddy did. I wonder if the uh, new king of Egypt will remember this little kerfuffle. Apparently, Rebecca was a little haughty, too. Now, keep in mind, she is not his sister. This is a lie. However, she is his cousin. So I guess that kind of makes sense remember that uh his father sent his man into his own country among his brother's family to pick a wife for his son so she is his cousin probably second cousin but she's not his sister and he's telling people she's his sister so where abraham did not lie isaac is telling a fib here Because she was fair to look upon. That's why he did that. She's pretty. She's a pretty chick. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at the window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. They were making out in a hay field down there, probably where the horses are. They were laying back in some hay making out, and Abimelech looked out and saw it. Now, he's been told that that's his sister, and he's watching him make out with her. They're just smooching away. That's what sporting means for you young folks. You ever heard somebody say, thanks for being a sport to a girl? Or that's a sporty chick. That's what that means. So now you know. Now you speak boomer. I like sporting too. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, hey, you said she was your sister. What the hell are you doing? He said, behold, of a surety she is thy wife. And how saidest thou she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. 
I don't want people to kill me because I got a hot wife. I'm not able to fight them off. And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltless, guiltness upon us all. I added the word all, but you get my point. If somebody were to bang his wife because they thought she was his sister, obviously she didn't have a choice in the matter in those days, uh, that would have brought punishment to the whole family because you don't, that's a no-no. You don't sleep with another man's wife. You never mess with another man's rhubarb. You know what I'm saying? And Abimelech charged all his people saying, he that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. I don't want nothing to do with it. Don't kill him. Don't bang her. Leave him alone. Well, it worked out pretty good for his dad. Let's see how it works out for him. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. <laughs> he planted a garden and it just kept producing food. Or he did business in the land and it kept paying him money. However you want to look at that. He sowed in the land and it produced a hundredfold return for what he was looking for. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possessions of flocks and of possessions of herds and a great store of servants, and Philistines envied him. That's how rich he got off these people. They were all jealous of how much money he had. This man started out with nothing. Remember, Esau sold his birthright because he didn't think it'd be worth anything. Now his daddy's rich, and now he's regretting that decision, but a deal is a deal, you know what I'm saying? For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Look, buddy, you've done outgrown your welcome here. Now you're more powerful than I am, and I'm the king here, so you need to go. I can't have somebody bigger than me in my town. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. You got to go. That's kind of similar to how Abraham was treated when he did the same thing to that guy's father. The folks of Nod? What are you talking about? You guys are just killing me with this conversation. I'm trying to follow it and read it at the same time. I love it. I'll read it all later. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servant digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. That's probably better than the well he dug in Abimelech's land. He's outside of the town now. He's all by himself, so he can claim that land. And he dug him a well, and it just sprung up with water. So that's a good place. And Isaac's, I read that. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water's ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac. 
because they strove with him. Isaac roughly translates to wrestle with. Interestingly enough, Isaac, in another language, could be almost pronounced Israel because that's what that word means too, to wrestle with. Only Israel means to wrestle with God. Isaac means to wrestle with. That makes any sense. And so they digged another well and strove for that one also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. Kind of get the point now? He's going to dig wells until they just can't cover them all up. And for that, they strove not. They got tired. They quit fighting with him. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now, the Lord hath made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. So finally, he found a place where nobody's going to pester him about digging a well. Nobody's going to fill it in with earth and say it's their water. He finally found a place that's his. Finally, the Lord has blessed, blessed us and made room for us. And here we are. And he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. This is another well. <coughs> Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Fikal, the chief captain of his army. That Fikal guy was the chief captain of his daddy's army, too. The guy Abraham played the same trick on that Isaac played on him, Abimelech. Understand? So that guy would remember all this, because he was there a long time. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me? Why did you come all the way out here to see little old me? Seeing you hate me so much and have sent me away from you. And they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee. And let us make a covenant with thee that thou will not hurt us. Thou will do us no hurt. As we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now blessed of the Lord. Basically what they're saying is, uh, we noticed that you were very prosperous and started making a lot of money and digging wells that spring up a lot of water, and we'd like to be friends now. And you know, since we didn't hurt you before and we sent you away and you got rich off our land and all that, it's only fair that you do the same to us and let us be part of what you're doing because we need some of that money. They're not pulling any wool over my eyes. They are totally trying to con their way into Isaac's life because he is prosperous. And I imagine he knows it too. But he made them a feast and they did eat and drink. And then they rose up bedtimes in the morning. And swear one to another. And Isaac sent them away. And they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass that same day. 
that Isaac's servant came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city Beersheba unto this day. Sheba being the well, Beersheba meaning the place of the well. Got it? The well that brings forth water. This is symbolic of what Christ will do later in the world. He will be the well that springs forth water that will never make you thirst again when you partake of it. And Esau was 40 years old when he took a wife, Judith, the daughter of Biri, the Hittite, and Bashmath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and Rebekah. They didn't like it a bit. They didn't like that he was mixing with those Hittites, you know, because they're on the other side of the tracks. Ain't right. It just ain't right. Stay with your own kind, Esau. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. Just like his father said so many years ago when God called on him. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison and make me a savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Father in heaven, please watch over our friend and our brother Kevin. Keep him safe. Be it your will, all things be unto him. And make sure he feels good. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hope that helps. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake unto Esau his son. Now keep in mind, Rebekah is in the other room listening to this conversation. Isaac has just told Esau, go out into the woods and kill me a deer and come back and make me something to eat, buddy, because I'm hungry and I'm dying too, so I want to eat before I go. And after I eat, I will bless you. So Esau hauls butt and does what his daddy tells him to do because now he's a grown man and now he's an obedient son and now he cares what his daddy's going to say to him after he is about ready to die. But a deal is a deal, you know what I'm saying? And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me a savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. Now see, their plan is, his mother's plan is, she's going to make some lamb and Jacob is going to go in there and pretend to be Esau and feed his father and his father will bless Jacob, not Esau, while Esau is out in the woods hunting for a deer. They plan on getting this blessing while he's out. 
This is a little bit of uh, chicanery. It's a little bit of subterfuge, but this is God's plan. And remember, Esau sold his birthright, so naturally, he don't deserve it. So Jacob is not doing anything wrong here. His mother is, but he's not. He is, after all, obeying his mother. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, he even contested it. Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. I don't think this is right, Mom. Me and Esau couldn't be more different. He stinks, and he's full of hair. I smell good, and smell like my mama, and I have skin showing. He'll surely know that we're lying to him. He's going to catch us, and when he does, I'm going to be cursed, and it'll be your fault. I don't think I want to do this. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. Don't backmouth me, boy. Go do what I told you to do and hurry because we don't have much time. So he went and fetched and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took a goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau took his clothes which were with her in the house and put them upon Jacob her younger son and she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and upon the smooth of his neck so that he would feel hairy like his brother after she cooked the meat she took the skin that was left over and put it on his arms and his neck so that wherever his father touched him he'd feel hair because you remember, his father's blind, he can't see. And she gave savory meat and bread, which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came in unto his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn, according to what his mother told him to say. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, and sit and eat my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? What big ears you have, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. Stop. You know that part in the Bible where it says, Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain? That's one of the commandments. That's what Jacob is doing here. He is saying God sent him to do something when God did not send him to do it. This is a breaking of the commandment, no matter how you look at it. He's going to pay for this. He's going to spend a lot of time in slavery because of this sin. Yes, God will bless him. Yes, he will end up being the savior of the story. But first, he will spend much of his time in prison as a slave because of this sin right here. Breaking the Lord's commandment, doing, taking the Lord's name in vain, meaning he says God told him to do something or God blessed him in a way that God did not bless him. You cannot do that. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son whether thou beest my very son Esau or not. What big teeth you have, my son. 
And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, cautiously. And he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. What big nose you have, my son. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, and his brother Esau's hands were hairy. So he blessed him. I think Isaac knew full well who was in front of him because he even said his name. You got the voice of Jacob, but your hands are hairy. But I think he knew it was his son, Jacob. But he blessed him anyway for the effort. That's my opinion. That's how I read this. Now, you can take from it what you wish. That's how I see it. And he said, Art thou my very son, Esau? And Jacob said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he did drink. Now, have you ever ate deer before? Do you think you could tell the difference between deer and lamb? I think so, because lamb is a very unusual flavor, unlike venison. It's quite the opposite of venison, actually. I think Esau knew full well that he was not eating his son Esau's venison and that he was not speaking to his son Esau. That's my opinion. So was he a werewolf? No, he was just hairy. <laughs> he probably had that disease that you get, that you've seen pictures of, where those guys that are in the circus that have hair all over their body, they call them the wolf man. That's a real disease where people have, and it's a Mexican thing, mostly, or, or, or South American thing. But there are certain people born to have hair all over their body. And I think Esau was probably one of those kind of guys because he was born that way. He had hair all over his body the day he was born. So I kind of think it wasn't just peach fuzz. I think he was pretty hairy. Enough that they put lamb skins on Jacob to fool his father. So apparently he had quite a lot of hair. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. Now, do you think that a hunter, a man of the woods, a strong man, would go kiss his daddy? Probably not. I'm guessing that's an indoor cat kind of active action. I'm guessing a real man wouldn't be kissing on his dad. So I think this is Esau tricking Jacob, letting him know that I got, I'm on to you. I know what's up. It's just my opinion. He came near and he kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and the plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's son bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. That's the blessing that Isaac gave Jacob. And you got to think Jacob's feeling pretty guilty right now. <laughs> 
And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Oh, man, this is heating up. It's getting exciting. Jacob's just leaving the room. Here comes Esau. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said, huh, say do what? His father said, who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of it all before thou camest, and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. Let me reread that. And his father trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten it all before thou camest in, and I have blessed him. Yea, he shall be blessed. This is a statement, not a question. The first part was a question. The second part is a statement. Where's the guy I just blessed? Well, it's too late. I blessed him. He's going to receive the blessing. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O father. Bless me too, daddy. Well, son, a deal's a deal. You know what I'm saying? You made a deal when you were a child. Now you have to keep up to it. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. No, he didn't. You sold it to him. Don't be whining. Don't make yourself a victim. That's what Esau is doing here. He took away my birthright, and behold, he now taketh away my blessing. And he said, hast thou not received, or I'm sorry, hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? Do you not have anything for me, dad? What about me, dad? Me, 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 dad. It's funny how the big tough woodsman goes a groveling when he ain't getting no scratch from old daddy. A deal's a deal. Isaac answered and said unto Esau, behold, I have made him thy lord. And all his brethren have I given to him for servants with corn and wine. And have I sustained him? What shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Well, there's only one inheritance. And he gave it all to Jacob. And a deal is a deal. Therefore, Isaac can't go back on it now that he said it. <laughs> I guess the early bird gets the worm in this sense. Isaac's father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. And by the sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. 
This is a prophecy, and that's exactly what ends up happening. But Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning of my father at hand, then I will slay my brother Jacob. Well, he's pretty mad. And he said some things that he regrets, but he didn't mean it. He loves his brother, and you know he does. He's his brother. He's not Cain. He may have killed him in that moment. But after 20 years or so have passed, all he wants to do is see his brother again, you know? We'll get to there. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth confirm himself, purposing to kill thee. In other words, you need to get out of here. I think we pissed him off a little madder than what I thought he was going to get. You need to leave because he's going to kill you if he sees you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice a second time. Arise, flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turns away, until thy brother's anger turns away from thee. And he forget that which thou hast done unto him. What? I didn't do anything to him. You told me to do it. Don't you be blaming me for your problems, lady. You did this, not me. But fine. I'll go live with your uncle for a few days. It's not going to work out that way because God has other plans. But that's the plan in the moment. Forget that which thou hast done unto him. Then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived of also you, both in one day? Why should I be losing two sons in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these, which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. And charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. You want to get married, dude? You got to marry in the family. That's what we've been doing. That's what you're going to keep doing. Go to Heth. Find you a wife. She'll be hot. You'll probably have to lie and say she's your sister. But, you know, do your thing. Arise. Go to Pen Padanaram. Go to Padanaram to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father. And take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Go marry one of your cousins, dude. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And that's where we're going to stop today, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic, this read. We'll pick up Sunday night, 28-5, and find out what the rest of this story entails. Man, what an interesting, fantastic Game of Thrones-type story. I mean, it just keeps getting more and more interesting, doesn't it? I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot from it. 
I hope that it blessed your heart and caused you to be interested and want you to seek further and find out more and learn more of what the Bible has to say because that's what we are here for ultimately. To pique your interest and make you want to dig deeper. Won't you do me a favor while you're sitting there? Won't you please hit that subscribe button and press the bell icon so you get notifications of when my new videos drop and when you know I have uh, lives or whatever. You'll see them. Smash that like button. It's free. It's right in front of you. It takes no effort at all. It really does help the channel with the algorithms. It helps us get recommended to other people. So help out. Smash that like button. Share this video with somebody you love. Better yet, share it with somebody you don't love. Bring them into the family. Make them part of the fold. Be part of their solutions, not part of their problems. Leave comments down below. Let me know what you're thinking about. Question me, curse me, bless me, challenge me, confront me, conform with me, drink my Kool-Aid. Make your own Kool-Aid as long as you're thinking critically. That's what I want. Critical thought coming from that brain of yours. And hey, if you love the Word of God and you can see the value in what I'm trying to create and you'd like to be part of this special thing that we're doing here, you want to help out, or if you feel led to send your tithes, offerings, or love offerings, or if you just like to pat me on the back and say, hey, nice job, Jake. Here's a little bit for your coffee. You can do that. You can support the channel by going to paypal.me slash Jake Johnson Band. Or if you use Cash App, you can go to dollar sign Jake Johnson Band. Every little bit helps. It's a win-win. It's a blessing to me. It's a blessing to you too. God notices these things. We do live in a reciprocal universe. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened. Give and you shall be given. That's how it works. So, I am grateful for all of the support and all of the effort that you guys put out in helping me put the word of God out. And I will do everything in my power to be worthy of it. I appreciate you. And with that, I will take all of your questions and comments because that's what I'm here to do, even if I can't think of anything to say. How was it? How did you like it? Did you learn anything? Did it tickle your fancy? Do you feel enlightened? Do you feel groovy? Do you feel like your brain is turning to mayonnaise with a little mustard squirted in there? I know I feel that way sometimes. Tell me what's on your mind, folks. Kevin, I hope you feel better, buddy. Get you a good night rest. Maybe you ain't got the coof. MBTV, what'd you think, buddy? Did everybody bail on me? Yep. Most everybody did. There's still a couple of you here. I don't blame you. It gets a little monotonous. But the more you read, the more you understand. The more you learn, the better you get. Love, he said, thank you. He's going inside. I got to go take care of him, though. We just got back to the house. So I'm going to get off here. I love you all. Well, I love you too, honey. I'm going to get off here too and go play with my Mac. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I don't see anybody asking any questions, so I'm going to bail. I will see you guys Wednesday, though. Maybe we'll be on, on the uh, Mac, and we'll get to play with all the new toys together. Thank you. I do love you all from the bottom of my heart. Truly, I do. I hope you had a great time tonight. I hope that it did everything that you wanted it to do, and I hope you got something out of it, and I hope you come back for more next time. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves and each other. When you go out into the world tomorrow, be nice to somebody. Just be kind. 
Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter how much it costs, doesn't matter how much effort's involved, just be nice. A simple smile as you walk by someone will do. And watch it change your life. I promise you it will. It will change your life from the inside out. And everyone around you will notice the change and they'll want to be part of it. They'll come over and ask you, hey, you're shining today. What's up? Tell them. Prove to them that God's words are true with every move you make. Not everybody is gone, but I'm too wet to type. I hear you, brother. I'm going to go play with my Mac. If you want to hang out, hit me up on my email, and we'll do something. I do have it online, so we can do something. It just won't be this pretty and this smooth. But uh, let me know. Anyway, I love you guys. And April, thank you. I appreciate it. I could use it. Uh, send ahead on if you wish. You are awesome. I hope you have wonderful dreams. And uh, I'm going to go work. I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And if you do, name it after me. See you Wednesday. Thanks for watching.